My name is Claudine Ullman, actress, improviser, and all-round hustler, and you're listening to The Big Time Podcast, my chance to speak to industry greats, movers, shakers, and game changers, people who are making waves and setting new standards. Who are they? What inspires them? And what do they have to do to hit the big time? On our show today, we have power couple Tumi Morake and Mpo Osaitutu. Tumi is a cover girl, writer, actress, and one of the country's top stand-up comedians. Her comedy has allowed her to travel all over the world and perform on international stages. Her husband, Mpo, is no stranger to the business. He's a world-class improviser, TV actor, and writer. Together, this couple are dominating our local entertainment industry. To me, Mpo, hello. Hey, Godine. What an intro. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Big, big Time. time. And get, we are getting Mpo to re-record it, which is sure. amazing. Amazing. Yes, but you have to, you know, apply for jobs when you can. You know, times can be tough. So, Tell me my about audition. it. Constantly <laughs> hustling. Constantly hustling. Tombs, I was just asking, is there a magazine cover you have not yet been on? Seriously? Yes. I haven't been on Playboy yet. Just saying, if Hugh is listening, <laughs> if Hugh is listening, that yeah. is the next one. Just throwing it out there. I auditioned by doing Marie Claire. Uh, naked with the husband so if, if they could check that out as my audition maybe I haven't seen oh, that wow. <laughs> yeah. it's a very sexy picture that sounds sexy did they play like really sexy music for you in the background and feed you wine and grapes and <laughs> it was a bit grungy hey yeah it was yeah, yeah it wasn't uh, glamorous at all, but the pictures look amazing the pictures yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah he was, looked great is it online uh, I think some people leak them online. I think I may have it on my website. I, I will be on it mm-hmm. first. Great. <laughs> Looking at these sexy naked pics. Um, so guys, this show, as we said, is all about how do we get to where you guys are? And the thing I love about both of you and the reason why it was so important for me to have both of you on the show as our first podcast is how do we get to where you are and still remain so humble, so down to earth? You guys are killing it in your respective industries. And what was the journey? Wow. I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with your upbringing, how you are brought up as a human being. Because at the end of the day, this is a business of human beings operating and working and interacting with other human beings Mm. and um, being able to respect everybody and being able to believe in the spirit of collaboration and I think for me that's what it's been it's been you know I enjoy working I don't know if I am a star I mean that's a great like the introduction was amazing. I know that I, was huge. Like we have, I feel like we have to live up to it. Yeah. But Put on I, your radio voices, please. Exactly. But I, I just enjoy drama. I enjoy the work and I enjoy interacting with people and yeah. getting new perspectives. And um, I don't feel like I'm trying to be yeah. humble. I'm just being 
And if I am humble, thank you. You know, like that's really that means it warms the what is it? The cockles, cockles of, of your my heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. And the cockles. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard hmm. Lonely Island's new song called "I'm So Humble"? Have you wow. heard it? Wow, how ironic. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Look at me. I'm extremely humble. You don't get more humble than me. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, Kanye West should have actually featured on that because it is the funniest song right? in the world. Yeah. It really is. Um, and Tombs, tell me, where did your journey start? Did you wake up one day and say, I am hilarious? I sometimes do that. Wake <laughs> up in the morning and I'm like, I'm definitely the funny one in this relationship. Uh... No, hey, I, I, I thought I'm entertaining. I didn't, I hadn't quite narrowed it down to funny. So I was like, no, man, I'm entertaining. Let me go into entertainment, right? Uh, sign up at Vids, the drama. And the m- most common compliment I got was, you have fantastic comic timing. It's like, oh, okay. I had never encountered such a thing, comic timing. Mm. So I learned about this thing literally only about 10 years ago. And yeah, I I decided to work on it because I thought, I'm trying to be an actress. But if you throw a stone, you're going to hit like 100 actresses. And then you have to throw another one to hit at least two who are like amazing. So, and a lot of them, you know, were poppies, like sexy, skinny, you know, the usual. Mm. Oh, God. And so I thought, here's one space where I can compete with confidence, with absolute confidence. Like, I can claim to be one of the best at this. So I pushed, hey? I pushed, I hustled. And it is really about hustling. Like, I am brand new. I'm a fresh little stand-up comedy chicken. Mm. And I'm finding it to be such... A boys club. Mm, it absolutely is, yeah. And how do you how do you get past it? How do you make your way in an industry that is totally male dominated and defined by men? I think I was born for it, though. I mean, I grew up with my cousins because you know, like a lot of um, a lot of black people my age, we were raised by our grannies because mom was working somewhere else or dad was working at the mines or whatever. So my mom was working in a whole other province. And I had to grow up with my grandmother who was raising all my other cousins and most of my cousins are male. So I think that helped me deal Mm. with men, understand ego, understand boys being boys and not take it personally. And it also gave me a bit of testosterone. Like I feel like I arrived with my own set of testicles, so to speak. Um, and I, boards I like them. I haven't seen those. No, no. They, they, for some reason, when he's around, they completely disappear. Um, but <laughs> so, and, and it's, it's a focus thing as well. Because you know what I noticed about guys in stand-up comedy is they're not actually in competition with each other so much. Mm-hmm. You know, each one is on their own path, even if they have little clicks. Each one has their own little focus, their own like, you know, goals. And when you come in as a woman and you try and find a family, you're like, oh, I don't have a family. Oh, look, I don't have my girlfriends to back me up. You don't need that. You need your focus. You need to know what your voice is and follow that. Um, And that's all you need. Because as a woman, it's bad enough that you're going to have to convince an audience that you're funny. You have to get them to buy into giving you power because that's what stand-up comedy is at the end of the day. It's an audience saying, okay, I'm giving you the power right now. Work me. You know? Yeah. So if you're going to still now want to first prove yourself to your own colleagues and then, come on, really. Yeah. You start out and, in this and industry. And you're there alone. Yeah. You start out in this industry, dingy clubs at night. 
you've got guys who're supposed to be working with hitting on you <laughs> and you don't know if they've taken a bet to see which one can you know get you first so you need to go in there and go I know what I'm good at what I'm doing I need to do what I'm doing and then you focus you know yeah. um yeah and it helped that I I had him pour the whole time you know uh I think what's helped us a lot in our careers is that we met when we were studying when we drama school we we had the same goals we we pretty much were interested in the same things and so we were able to support each other and it was exciting to see one excel at something you know so when when Mpo it was like you know doing work with hollywood productions and bbc and stuff like that it was like oh my word this is exciting and you know backing him up and like cheerleading and then when my stand up took off and people started noticing and I started getting all this work then Mpo jumped in there and he was my cheerleader like yeah this is awesome let's go cuz you know it gets scary you want this thing you begin to see yourself getting it and for some reason there's a little monkey in your head that starts playing the symbols and starts convincing you that it Hey, you're going to miss this up now. You know the higher you go the higher. Yeah, you're, you're not go. good you enough. Sure yeah. yeah, it's like you are like you are lucky to make it this far. You mm. better just be grateful you're here. When you should actually be going, "Oh my gosh. That's where I started. This is where I am. That's how far I can get. Let me try and get there. Once I'm there, we'll move to the next step." It, it's a constant it's constant goalposts. It's yeah. shifting and But moving. you need someone who gets it. Cuz yeah. someone who said to me but tombs, is it a good idea to be married to someone in the industry? And I said, "Yeah." I can't imagine how I would explain to my accountant husband. <laughs> <laughs> Come and watch um, me yeah, do some stand up. Yeah, be like, help me. What What do you think is missing here? Do you think it's a physical thing I need to work on? Do you think it's just a voice I need to work on? You, yeah, you, you need someone who understands that. You know, who can help you up your game. Yeah, in terms of performance. Yeah, I mean, I, otherwise you just you your finances would be totally in control. Dude. But, but you also it need someone. Be as fun. You need. You need. Oh no! Our finances have always been in control because I've got a pedantic husband. This guy is. <laughs> it's painful. Excel spreadsheet. He's that guy. He is that guy. I love how you think you're joking. He is that guy. Oh, that is amazing. Uh, but you know so what? Someone really, has to do it. That's exactly. True. Someone does it's have true. to do it. And you know what really is resonating for me, having worked so much with Mpo in particular. Mm is you come from an industry that's totally to me is out there by herself mm. you know she's yes yeah, she's got use on the side but you know it's her being vulnerable saying yeah. this is me to me moraki mm. whereas you excel in a place of total support mm. and having people behind you mm. and being a character actor not to say that i don't think you couldn't do stand up you absolutely could mm. it's just the environment mm. for me seems different, so yeah. different yeah yeah mm. i mean it 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 is it's um i look at stand up comedians and i'm like that's the hardest job in the world you know mm. to go there and just bare your soul and you know and risk like that you know that is ultimate risk for me mm-hmm. and um that to me has been able to find success in it is amazing you know it's you know and beyond i think all of our expectations um you know because when we started um when when she started doing stand up it was um you know we had a uh it was a charity event that we were yes, we were for Rotaract yeah for Rotaract actually yeah. and i had done some work with the Fat Joe show so i got to know 
Kagi and Karisol Dicha and um, you know uh, some of the comedians. Um, who else? Loiso, I don't know if Loiso was there, David Cow at the time. So I begged these guys to come and do this little charity gig and we needed more acts. And I was like, I have a funny girlfriend, so (laughs) um, maybe she should, you know, go and do a couple minutes on stage. And she was not bad at all, you know. And um, I think from there and then onwards, it's just been a steady sort of she she loved it that much. I think she, she it's something that she couldn't get enough of. She didn't take any like long hiatuses from it, mm. and um, she's been working really hard at it and deserves everything she's that's come her way. You know. Mm. Well, absolutely. You both do. You both are constantly. You know, you're out there. You're coming to be on our podcast. You are on magazine covers. You are out there at the clubs performing. You're doing uh, jittery citizens all the time. You know, it really is. You're constantly working on your craft, Mm. which is also says a lot about being at the top of your game and saying, what are you talking about? I've, you know, I (laughs) still want to grow or I still have somewhere I've I'd really like to go the to. Surf- the mm. surface of where I want to be. Yeah. You know, th- that's the thing, because when people speak about humility, sometimes I'm like, let's break down this humility. Is it really humility, or is it just, like in post it's an awareness? You know, mm. if you know where you're going and where you're from, I, do, I think humility is just a, a label given to you are aware. You are not above anything. We're all here to serve at the end of the day. And if what you're doing doesn't serve someone or your society or your community and make it better, for me, I think it's pointless. Yeah. Um, And it's also when you realize that there's growth opportunity in everything that you do then remaining humble <laughs> is literally you just going, yeah, I better check myself. Eh? <laughs> check myself uh... before I wreck myself. <laughs> yeah. And it really is also, it's about, um, you know, knowing that on the other side of the scale, mm. it's not so glamorous. Mm. I mean, if I die on stage, mm. I can't sleep that night. Mm. I actually cannot sleep yeah. because I'm going, the whole world hates me and I hate myself. And you know what? You start off then, what you're going to find happening the longer you do stand up is the next time you die, you, you stay up, but not because you're beating yourself up, but you're obsessing over how you said what you said that didn't work because mm. that's what's happened with me now where sometimes I will decide I'm going to test stuff but I'm going to literally test something even if I don't trust it but it sounds to me like it has potential and if it doesn't do well that night I obsess over how did I say this that lost my audience mm. you know or is this subject itself that useless you know what I mean Yeah. because sometimes death isn't complete silence of an audience yeah. You may have gotten a bit of a... Mm, I got a... Ah! Which I think is worse than and, and what does that even mean? Like what? You know what an ah means? An ah means... <laughs> that was were, pathetic. Were, I could have told them. You, you literally <laughs> slipped off the punchline. Because oh. for me, they go, ah, it means... We there is you. a potential funny in there. Yeah. But it's the funny that comes with a kick. So you gave more kick than punch mm. of the punchline. Then you go back and you try it again. Uh, it's, it has never failed me, that formula. 
Okay. I'm you, taking notes. You honestly, there's a joke that's not funny. Honestly, it's not funny. Then there's a joke where you're like, if I took less time to get to the point, it's going to kill. Or I need to build it up more. It's going to kill. Mm. You, you cannot. You can, but you see, this is why I think a lot of people, women don't do comedy as well. It's so freaking violent. Like you either kill or you die. Like, or you, you murder know what I mean? or, you slay, lines, or you slay. You slay, you destroy. It's it's so violent. <laughs> we are nurturers. We're not here exactly. to kill anyone. We we here to like we gave birth. Imagine I said that. How was the gag, honey? Ah, I gave birth, baby. I birthed it, man. I birthed that thing. <laughs> or after giving birth, you say I slayed. I slayed. I, I killed that baby. <laughs> it's too insane. You're right. And I mean, on the other hand, being an actor. And having a shitty audition, yeah, mm. nothing worse. Because mm. the first thing you do when you get in your car mm. is you start going over, mm. yeah, again and again. There really is nothing the lines. worse. And then I the mean, get in there. It's, yeah, yeah. For me, I think though, where I am now as a human being, <laughs> and this might sound airy fairy but I think you just never you should never want it that badly mm-hmm. do you know what I mean you understand that the whoever the director is has asked to see you and if they haven't and you've had to sit in a queue all day or whatever that's your time and they are they want to f- cast a role mm. you know that's what they want it's not necessarily about you you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> and yeah. you never should want it that badly and yeah. that in that way I've been able to bounce back quite well from being rejected and what I mean by that is wanted enough yeah, to work hard at it exactly I know what you mean don't be desperate for it never be desperate. and they can smell they and can they can smell that the minute yeah. you walk in and they've already pretty much sussed you out the minute you get in yeah. and that's why it's not necessarily all the time about the actual audition, audition. Yeah. Mm. they also want to know can they work with this person the look um, is the look right mm. um so many there's so many factors mm. I mean having been on the other side as well um, mm. and having auditioned people mm. often I don't remember the actual audition but I go wow that's what a cool personality what a cool mm. somebody I'd like to you work know, with someone I'd like yeah. to work with ability as well you know because auditions sometimes are very misleading yeah. you'll go and do an audition or someone will come and do give you an, a great audition mm. but they're not so good on set you know mm, what I mean yeah. they're like and you need to know how to unlock that day. or they're having a shitty day but auditions are you know I, I, and you shouldn't take it personally yeah. hey yeah. You, you cannot I used to cry over Doritos ads mm. like going for a Dorito <laughs> ad casting and crying and until you really understand that process yeah, yeah. you can't yeah. you know it's somebody yeah. looking at your photo going your eyes are too brown mm, your bum is exactly. too big your you know yeah. I think especially with ads you must remember that they may have liked you in the room but then they still have that client yeah. yes and having been in rooms like when you have to do a voiceover and there's a client in there you come to realize sometimes these clients actually don't even know what they're talking about yeah. so yeah. there's someone out there who all the time wanted Brad Pitt but then they called you in mm-hmm. yes and then you went and wasted your time because yeah. they let the agency do what they do but then the agency came back like we love this guy and they went yeah but we want Brad Pitt and he said he'll do it <laughs> And then you sit in there feeling miserable going, Brad Pitt wasn't even at the audition. 
don't feel bad. It's not yeah. about you. Yeah. Just you, as long as you know you did your best, you. I know my worst auditions when I haven't been able to forgive myself is when I knew I was underprepared anyway. Yeah. Mm. So the audition wasn't bad just because it was a bad audition. I was also not ready. Yeah. You know, I would, I would rather just not show up. Yeah. In fact, I once arrived uh, at an audition. It was for. Um, what were they doing? It was... Uh, anyway, it was a musical. And they had asked to see me, which makes it even worse. Well, yeah, which made it even worse because I wasn't on. ready. Yeah. Mm. But you know what I did? I decided to be honest. I went to them and I said, okay, ladies, I can right now get in front of you and do this thing. And I promise you, you're not going to see anything that's going to help you because I'm not ready. And I'm sorry. But I'm overworked. I did not have time to prepare. If you're able to see me at callbacks, I'm happy to do callbacks, but there's no way I'm going to be but able listen, to do that. But listen, when you're Tumi Moraike, you can do that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know true. what I'm saying? That takes, it, it, that's, that's true. Most directors would uh, turn around. We would never work in this no, town again. Stop wasting our time, but I get like, it. But like, I'm Tumi Moraike, I'm not even going to show up. If they want to yes. see me, they'll call me and make another time. Yes, right. you're see, right. again, you need to respect people. Mm. I think... Part of our success, I, I believe, is we have... Because, you know, sometimes in moments of high emotion, you can forget yourself. Yeah. But we've been able to remind ourselves of who we are and where we're from. And he's, we've been able to remind each other of the basics of respect yeah. um, when we're losing it. I mean, I was saying to someone, you know, in all the time I've known him, Paul, and I've known this dude for a very long time, I'm here to hear him be rude about a woman. And mm. he has had some be really ugly to him. Yeah. But as a man, in the same way, he wouldn't scream at a woman and be um, threatening to one. He doesn't even do it away from their faces in front of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's little things like that. which it's about the quality yes, of the Yes, and people yeah. remember you. When I, when, I'm, when I work with people who've worked with him poor, I, they always speak about what a personable person he is, his work ethic, and just, you know, how he treats people. And I think we forget that. You start to think you're amazing. And yeah. then you forget how to treat people. I mean, I have a short temper. People don't know that about me. I am I am a little bit impatient. Like my husband will tell you, I have a little case of impatience. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to learn mm-hmm. to curb it. I've, like I'm seriously, giggling, I've had yeah. to learn to curb it. Because now the more out there you are, the more people... And especially as a comedian, people that, yeah. want to take advantage, you know. Um, and I've had to learn when to take on a battle and when to let it go. And when to actually just fast bait, just bite my tongue, let the person sp- finish speaking and give myself time to calmly respond. So the, the journey of, of how do you get to success, how do you stay there? I mean, I don't think we're a power couple. I just think we're, a, what are we? We're um we're hustlers, man. We're hustlers. We're, yeah. hustling, couple. Hustlers, we're a hustling yeah. couple. And yeah. our success is because we're sleeping with the right people. Yeah. You know, exactly. when people talk about sleeping with the right people, if 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 your number one person in your life is not your biggest champ and is not a source of of I don't know, of renewal for you. I think you're a little bit in trouble if you're trying to work together on any level. Yeah. So I think First and foremost, we are friends. Yeah. And friends are honest with each other. Friends have each other's backs. That's our point of departure when we work, um, is that we're friends. Does that go into raising three kids? 
Like, how do you Absolutely. how do you juggle that? How do you juggle trying to build an empire, having to hustle and be each other's biggest fans, mm. but bring up three decent human beings yeah, who are all under the um, age of six? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? let's let's not forget that. It's, it's at the end of the day, you have to find some kind of balance. Mm. You know, whatever that means for you. You know, and you as will a human drop being, the ball, and eh? you will drop the ball. But as long as you've you've had the conversation about balance, and you're going, this is what we're aiming for. Yeah. So even when you lose balance, it's not a complete collapse. Yeah. 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 But it's not just necessary balance because we, you're dealing with two very strong-minded individuals here. Mm. You know. Yeah. And you might come with your point of view, mm. and that you know we we clash like that mm. often. You know, and it's not it's necessary to find a middle ground mm. and and also to you know when you're raising three children a lot of people can say hey you have to cuddle your children and be you know these kids are human beings and they will they will they will grow up and they will, <laughs> they will in some ways raise themselves yeah. you know what i'm saying um, and kids people people underestimate how, how intelligent kids can be yeah, yeah. kids are emotional intelligence yeah, you cannot underestimate it. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're just blessed to have a great support system as well. I mm. think it's not just the two of us. Mm. You know, we have a great nanny, mm. and we and have great grandparents. fantastic grandparents. Mm. Her sister, my sister-in-law, mm. is amazing with children, mm. and and present godparents yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it takes it takes a village. It's it a does. village. I mean, it my is, uh, I'm trying to keep my cacti alive, yeah. and I've got no support. <laughs> No support. Yeah. I still kill oh, my cactus. Speaking of cactus, have you seen the elephant graveyard <laughs> outside? I've three children alive, and yet the one thing I still have not mastered. He bought me a cactus recently. That one also died. Oh, I and am I was so like, happy. It's wow. not just me. It means you're going to be a great mom. I think it's a sign of a great mother. If you cannot keep I a cactus so. alive. You will be a fantastic mother. <laughs> Thank you, Tubes. I really, really hope so. So I wanted to ask you guys, was there? one defining moment or one role that you got and you were like this is it this is this is the big time this is like destiny for me there were two on stage doing the miser with um, the fortune cookie theater company because i'd always wanted to work in that company and you know with sylvain and with an amazing cast and it truly was a huge defining moment for me to work in an ensemble like that because you leave Vitz thinking, hey, you know, there's going to be work out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you end up starting up your own them. company. And you know, and you find out that the world and our industry is very clicky. And you having getting to break into theater isn't just the case of, ah, oh, you got cast in everything at university and now obviously that must mean you will be cast in every play. So um, for me, it was huge. It was, um, you know, I'd done a thing with Peter Dirkes before, but that even that was just not on the scale that, you know, working with Sylvain was. And the other one was A Million Colors. I went to this audition Krista Schamberger's and I'm sitting there and um, I think I'm going for the lead who seems like a, you know, he's your average um, sort of male lead in a film and whilst I'm there, the director's also in the background, very quiet 
gentleman by the name of Peter Bishai says, can you read this character? And he's the villain in the thing. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, like, no, um, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a romantic lead, so I'm not like... I basically didn't think I had a chance in this film, but I went. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm not, I, don't, I know I'm not a romantic lead, but I know that I'm not a villain. Absolutely not. So he, I read for this thing, and at the end, and then he says, no, 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 just lower your voice a little bit, lower your voice, and just, speak, you know. And he basically coached me into that role. I give think he give just me knew. a line. Give me a line. <laughs> I want to. I want to see. I want to see scary and Paul come out. Yeah, I don't know if it exists. Was so creepy. Oh, really? Man, it was so creepy. What did you play? What? Did, what was the? What I mean, was the role? Okay, so it's. It's kind of like a sequel to E Lollipop, which was a film in the 80s that I say kind of like a sequel because the film is actually a biopic about the characters in the film. Um, and this was a big hit in the 80s, you know, traveled the world, won awards. And the two stars of that film, a black guy and a white guy, Muntu Ndebele and Norman, I forget the surname, but Muntu and Norman. Smith. Are, yeah. We'll, we'll call him Smith <laughs> he, was, he was a whitey, we'll call yeah. him Smith. Um, come back to South Africa and it's the state of emergency, you know, and they're not treated like stars. Norman can't just go into Soweto and party up a storm, you know, and I play the character who basically makes Muntu's life a living hell. Um, what? And this is all based on real characters real events and it was just a joy he's just taking a I, roundabout way of telling you that he played a sick guy I, who <laughs> necklaced someone oh and just this necklacing scene in the movie when i watched the movie i went with him and uh, to the preview and you had to watch it like this with I your fingers I over your you eyes not, i only realized about i think maybe five minutes after the scene had ended that I'd shifted away from him. I'd physically moved. Because you were like, who is him? this creep I am it sitting next to? just the look in his eye, the, just the, he was so menacing. Mm. And for him to access that in himself, I was going, who did I marry? Who yeah. is this guy? Because I've seen him angry. You must understand, I've seen him at what I believe to be his angriest. Yeah. It was nothing like what I saw on that screen. But that is what is so amazing is your ability to transform and mm. your ability to become the characters you play. And often, yeah. I mean, you and I do a lot of comedy together and improv comedy together. So, yeah. you know, we're not necessarily playing villains yeah. to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not to take any credit away from improvisation but yeah, yeah. even those little roles that you play in maybe a 30 second short form mm. game yeah. you totally immersed absolutely which is amazing yeah you yeah. know and it yeah. really is it's a skill like a lot of people obviously speak to me about like improv and how do how do we get into it or get better and i'm like it's like playing the piano mm. yeah. i'm on middle c Mm. And I've just started playing. Mm. And I'm cuck. Mm. I'm still really cuck. Mm. But yeah. once I actually develop the skill, yeah. I soon will be able to totally transform and become these Absolutely. characters. I fantasize about improv, but I'm so afraid of it as well. I, it is I, a I secret dream of mine. And I, 
No, no, no way. Do you know what? Can I tell you something? It is a secret dream of mine, and I don't know if I make it a secret. I feel like every time I have a glass of wine and I'm around Timmy, I'm like, when are you coming to play with us? <laughs> Just one glass of wine, and I'm already picking up. Because that is, I think you would be beyond fa- yeah. fantastic. I mean, well, how do you it's feel about, about improv? I love it. Every time I watch improv, I wish I was on that stage. You know when you're watching a show like this and you can feel yourself physically on the edge drawn. of your seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly how I feel. Mm. Um, and it's, it's something I want to do, but it's about, again, going, this is something I want to do. I need to make the time for it. Absolutely. Because you know? yeah. I've noticed lately that I do a lot of what I have to do, not enough of what I want to do. Yeah. No, no, excuse me. And I really want to play. I, man, I am completely envious every time I come and watch a show. And I've watched you guys do Armando. And I've been like, oh, I want to do Armando. I can't sing to save my life. But I want to do Armando. Just because yeah. of that thinking on your feet, creating with someone else. And I think part of the fantasy is that the generosity of improv, because people don't understand the generosity that comes with improv, is that you have these talented actors who each have to park their little ego and help each other shine. And I feel like that's the competition is how good can I make you look? How good can I make you look? And as opposed to how great can I be? How great can I be? So much offering and taking and offering and accepting. It's it's, it's such an amazing thing to watch. It really is a giving space. And yeah. please know that the invitation is always open. <laughs> I will remind you after I have my next glass of wine. I will let you know again that the invitation is open. The, but the husband never invites me. The husband goes, it's I have my improv, you're babysitting. Yeah, listen, you can't go and be a star. You know what? She's going to go there and she's going to shine. And then everyone's going to be like, who's that guy? Who's involved? Like, you know, can't no, way, no way. No way. Never, never. <laughs> You guys would be absolutely amazing to get on stage. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need to do is more. What about something together? We've done, done stuff together. Yeah. Have yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We, in fact, when we just before we started dating, uh, mm. this is when we first acted opposite each other proper, where I was Feste and he was Malvolio, and yeah. I was messing with him proper. Oh, and, yeah. I Fault need night. to be Fault a night. fly on that wall. Night. Please invite me yes. to every rehearsal. I will be there just yeah. like in awe, laughing, taking yeah. notes, living yeah. the dream. And then we followed it up by doing Ben at Graham's Yeah, Park, we did Ben. Oh, awesome. Which is a two-hander. And that was very cool. Yeah, and we did it commercial together. Yeah, yeah I've seen, I've seen oh, the, yes, the, the, the standard the band commercial. As well. yeah. And it's always so odd because we've never, okay, we've had the same agent once because we've done we do voiceovers as well mm. yes. we've done voiceovers together mm. where I'll get a booking and then you know we, our diaries are synchronized so I'll put the diary thing um, entry in uh, the calendar entry in and then she'll go and put the exact like for the same product and I'm like uh, what's happening here and then we rock up at the same we end up at the mm. same voiceover and what are you like, doing here she's the wife or I'm the you know yeah. so it's like it's always so weird because it feels like you know did they consciously do this and a lot of the time they didn't they didn't even know yeah. we're married yeah you know what I mean so it's 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 like I was it's always interesting yeah it's awesome <laughs> also because as you say there's actually there can't be competition mm. there can't be mm. you know yeah. because you actually you're not going for the same thing yeah. mm. it would be very different if you were a lesbian couple <laughs> you know, that, that would be very different having to go for the same roles but yeah you know it is just about totally I think that is and from the outside and watching you guys and how amazing you guys 
are individually you can see that the support and the team is it's there mm. it's there the foundation is there which mm. is so fantastic mm. so guys we've come to the end of our podcast but before we go i just want to say what's next what's next what's the dream for me it's just spreading my wings beyond south africa i yeah you know to put it plainly i want to be in feature films i want to be on broadway in plays i i feel like i have so much more to give um and to share with the world but baby steps you know there's no i don't want to rush into anything mm. i i'm really just want to be brilliant at everything i do like and and to create a team of people around me that I can work with um at any given moment anywhere in the world you know I think that's what it's about now it's not just about doing stuff in Joburg it's about you know reaching out to the world and meeting other creatives and being awesome everywhere <laughs> yeah know? and the world I does think. deserve and to see what you got yeah. not that we're too happy about it don't be for too long you're more than welcome a month or two and then yeah. it and you come back to us baby yeah because yeah. we will miss you tombs that's i think we have a common dream for import to travel mm. because it's it's been a conversation since when uni since before we even dating impossible about america and i just feel like it, it we would be remiss not to jump on it now while the kids are at that age where he can travel yeah. and I, I, we can be here and be okay without him for a bit while he's there. I mean, the world is small. You have Skype yeah. and Emo and all that. And for me, my dream is Africa. I want to take over Anglophone Africa as much as I can and travel the world if I really must. But I feel like I, there's such a wealth of, of just material and and potential growth for comedy on the continent. And to have you be that pioneer and that mm. strong female figure, mm. I think that's exactly what our continent actually needs. Mm. It really does. It needs some strong yeah. female badass yeah. to yeah. pioneer that. Yeah. Guys, how do we get hold of you? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr... Snapchat. Social media. I'm guru. on social media yeah. all the way under <laughs> yes. one name to me underscore Marake. So or just look for to be Marake. You'll find me. It's so easy. Google me like all my social media pages will come up. If you're on Snapchat, look for Wacky Tombs because I, I Snapchat very silly. Very, very silly Snapchats. You will enjoy them. Awesome, awesome. And um, Paul, how do we get hold of you, my darling? Um on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. Um uh, Paul or say to two on Instagram. I'm part of the artist on Facebook. And what did I say? Twitter. Mm. At Imported. So Imported. Imported. He calls on himself Twitter. Imported because he's imported from Ghana, <laughs> and France, and places. Yeah, yeah. And that's partly why I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so, you know, crazy about reaching out to the world because I just, I feel like a child of the world. And whenever, I think we moved around a lot as a, when I was a kid. So, um, when I'm in a place too long, I get itchy feet. Yeah, and you, it's, <laughs> so, you know, to, to see what's absolutely. out there in the scope, yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. you got to do it. You only live once, as they say. Yeah, well, thank you so much for more episodes. Find us on iTunes. Get hold of us on all social media platforms at The Big Time ZA. Or you can get hold of me at ClaudineUlman.com. You guys have been bloody amazing. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I hope you hit the big time.